Hello, everyone. Hello. Good morning. Good afternoon or good evening, wherever you are in the world today. Uh, nice to have you here. My name is Emily. I'm one of the English tutors here at Chatterbug. Um, come say hello in the chat. Let me know where you're from. Looks like we have Monica from Poland, Orla from Colombia, and Mamine from France. Awesome. Okay, so today I am streaming to you live from Panama. Right now I'm inside of my camper van. Um, but actually, I'm going to be putting it inside of a container today, and I'm going to be sending it to Colombia. So Orla, I will be heading to Colombia next. Um, I'm traveling overland from Canada all the way to Argentina. Unfortunately, there's no road between Panama and Colombia. If you'd like to learn more about that, check out my stream on the Darien Gap, where there's also one on overlanding. All right, so yes, drive, stream, streaming to you from Panama at the moment. Um, I saw it came across this article uh, from Time Magazine called The World's Greatest Places of 2022. And so it has 50 destinations from around the world, far flung, meaning very far away, and also familiar. So maybe some that you have heard of. And I thought it would be fun to discuss some of our favorite places, why are they our favorite places? And then I've gone through the list and chosen 10 that either I would like to go to or I wanted uh, to share with you because I thought they sounded kind of cool. All right. Who else do we have here? So we have Hannibal from Eritrea, Rhoda from Guadalajara, Amy from Germany, Gume from Indonesia, and Eli from Florida. Awesome. Great to have you all here today. So to start, since we're talking about these greatest destinations, tell me what is your favorite destination you have ever been? Your absolute favorite place. So it could just be a country if you would like. Um, and uh, if, if you uh, wanna talk about a specific place like a tourist attraction, um, yeah, that's fine. Let me know then and maybe tell me why. Um, perfect. Okay, so we have London mentioned twice. Awesome. Um, I have also lived about eight years in London. I did a stream on my favorite places there. So if you'd like to check that out, um, please go have a look. All right. Australia as a country. So maybe you enjoyed seeing the koala bears. Bocas del Toro Island next to Panama. Um, so that's Orla. I've been there as well. I actually went just about a month ago. The Amazon rainforest, Everglades down in Florida, Bali, and Legoland. Awesome. So we have a mix of a couple of cities, some nature people seem to like, and then also a sort of tourist attraction where you can go and ride different places in uh, in Germany. Perfect. All right. And so what do you think makes a great place? Um, what would, could be a greatest place? Is it because the food is really good? So there's a cuisine that you love? Um, is it the people? Um, the landscapes? The cityscapes? Or something else? What makes... What makes... Um, the greatest place. 
I think probably it's it's a mix, but let's let's hear what it could be for you. Okay. History and culture. Perfect. Yep. I love that as well. I find I always learn a lot when I'm traveling about I'm from new places. Perfect. Landscapes seem to be coming up number one. So it seems people like to go see those beautiful natural places. Um, like someone said, the Amazon, so the kind of rainforest landscape. Okay, perfect. Most people saying landscapes and people. Okay, so now we're going to go through about 10 that I selected from the list and throughout. If it's somewhere that you've been, um, tell us what you loved about it. If um, it's somewhere that you want to go to, also share with us why you would like to go. Okay. So the first one here is um, under the, the section of to see and protect. So uh, the Galapagos Islands in Ecuador are a very biodiverse destination, which are about 97% national park. In the picture here, uh, we can see a sea lion swimming in some really beautiful colorful corals um, and so in the Galapagos they get um, about 12 hours of sunlight each day they're very close to the equator so there's not really much of a change of seasons when you're that close to the equator um, the word Galapago refers to an old Castilian word uh, which means riding saddle and so on the Galapagos they have giant tortoises or it's a type of turtle kind of um, which get very very large and they have been alive um, they can live over a hundred years um, so how do you visit the Galapagos a lot of people will take a boat so they'll do kind of a live aboard boat um, you can fly to the islands and then just travel between the islands and island hop um, these are some of the different ways to visit. And there's 19 islands in total. But uh, some of the old islands are sinking and there are new islands forming. Um, so I think there's an underwater uh, volcano here. All right. So that is all about the Galapagos. I'm hoping to go there maybe in November this year. So as I said, I'm driving down south. Next up will be Colombia then Ecuador, where you find the Galapagos Islands. All right, another one um, for wildlife is the Great Barrier Reef in Australia. This is the largest living thing on Earth. Um, so when you're in outer space, you would be able to look down and see the Great Barrier Reef. It is at risk. Uh, so there's a lot of reef bleaching going on. So those beautiful, colorful uh, reefs die and they kind of turn a white color like a bone almost and this is happening due to pollution um, and other reasons but there is there are efforts to try to stop this so currently there is a great reef census or a mapping exercise going on to learn about 
you know, where are the problems starting? Um, I would love to go here for sure. So this is another place that you can also visit on a boat, um, go diving. And it's very sad. Yeah, so Mameen said it's in a really bad state. Absolutely. There's about 2 million visitors per year. So maybe they need to reduce the visitors. I'm not sure. When I was looking it up, I saw that there's some um, cool new places you can go stay out there that are completely 100% renewable. So they have uh, all the solar and wind energy they need. But I guess if there's 2 million visitors per year, that's probably probably too much. I don't know. Let me know in the chat if you've been to the Great Barrier Reef in Australia. <clears throat> Another kind of ecotourism spot is Kerala in India. So this is a state down in the southwest part of India. There's beautiful beaches, um, backwaters like in this picture. Um, you can take boats along. People go houseboating here. Um, so houseboating is when you actually stay on the boat. And apparently it's known as God's own country. So it's a very beautiful place. People go there to do wellness retreats. So that would mean things like meditation, yoga, Ayurveda, um, all these kind of, you know, maybe more relaxed activities. So it's not a, it's not a party spot for sure. And I read that in addition to houseboating, which is popular, um, they're also trying to encourage um, RV or motorhome tourism. So like what I'm doing right now, um, traveling in a camper van or a motorhome, people are encouraged to drive down uh, here in India and go check it out. So I haven't been to Kerala. Um, I went to India a few years ago and I really loved it. So I would love to go back and check out this state in India. Let me know if you've been. And hello, Hakeem, welcome to the stream today. Just going through a few greatest places that have been highlighted by Time Magazine um, as the best places to visit this year. Okay, the next one for walking an ancient path is um, are some of the UNESCO sites along the Silk Road in Uzbekistan. So this is one of the places where civilizations first really started to emerge and developed. Um, so they have five incredible UNESCO World Heritage Sites. Like in the picture, there is Tilyakori Madrasa in Samarkand, Uzbekistan. And they've actually just opened a new airport here. Um, in addition, about 10 years ago, a high-speed train network was opened connecting different cities in Uzbekistan and so it makes it a lot easier to be a tourist now in that country um, so if you go there this would be for someone who said they like the history and culture probably food too I imagine um, but you can go and see beautiful buildings like this with ornate fancy tiles and mosaic buildings yeah so it looks pretty amazing. Let's see here. And so 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of these architectural gems were kind of from the 1400s to 1600s. Uh, but of course, uh, there's been there's been people traveling the Silk Road since I think 180, so for a very long time. So it's a great historical historical place. Okay, next one. Out of this world. So this is not a, technically a greatest place on Earth. Um, the International Space Station. So as we saw for the um, Great Barrier Reef, it's um, you would be able to see this from the space station. So this is 250 miles straight up. And now there actually is an op option for tourists to visit. Uh, there's a Russian spacecraft that costs about $20 million per seat. Uh, and a US-based company started, I think, just a couple of years ago. Um, and they will charge $55 million. And so you go up for 15 days to the space station for that amount. Every world, um, the space station travels about... Um, Every 90 minutes, it does a full loop around the world. So that means it's traveling five miles per second. And it's the second brightest object in the sky. Okay. So let's see here. Yeah, so of course, that is a very steep price. But I suppose if you're a billionaire or something like that, then it's not too much money for you. And it could be worth it for those people to get the great view and, uh, you know, to experience this weightlessness. So out of those first five places, which place would you like to go visit? Um, so if money was not an option, <laughs> um, if you just had the option to go to any of these five, which would you choose? Galapagos, the Great Barrier Reef, Kerala, the Silk Road, or the International Space Station? And let me know in the chat why. All right. Yeah, so a lot of people saying the Great Barrier Reef. I think, of course, with the risk right now that there is to the coral bleaching, it'd be a good time to go visit before there's more damage done. The Galapagos is also supposed to be incredible. You see wildlife that you can't see anywhere else. And there's no predators on the Galapagos, too. So the animals are quite, um, they're not so scared of people. They'll come right up to you. But of course, you want to keep your distance. All right, excellent. Perfect. So a lot of people saying the Galapagos or Great Barrier Reef. So maybe we have some people in here who would like to try diving. If that interests you, I did another stream all about um, all about diving around the world in some different spots. Okay, and so Hakim said, Uzbekistan's interesting because the country has a rich history and it was hidden for a long time. Yes, absolutely. So it was part of the former Soviet Union until about 30 years ago, I guess. And so, um, yeah, it's opened up a lot and they've invested in tourist infrastructure. Um, so I think it's probably a great time to go and visit. 
I haven't been to that part of the world yet, but definitely would love to. Okay. And then the International Space Station, of course, if someone's going to pay that 55 million for you to go up into space, perfect. Um, all right, let's keep going then. So we'll have five more. Resilient culture. Um, so the Rapa Nui, as they're called in the indigenous culture, you may have heard Easter Island before. It's an island, I think it's quite far off the coast of Chile, I think 250 or 300 miles. Um, and these are the iconic Moai sculptures you see in the picture. Uh, so they were made by the first inhabitants. Um, and it was visited by Dutch explorers in 1722 during Easter. And that's the reason we also have this name, Easter Island. So the way you will visit there would be by taking a cruise, which could go all the way around Chile and South Pacific Islands, or you could just fly. Um, so around the, the island, there's about 900 of these statues. So I think it would be really cool to see. But one thing you'll notice whenever you look at pictures of this island is that it's pretty rocky and you don't see barely any trees around. So what happened is that it was first populated probably around 300 AD, people guess, historians. Um, however, by the 17th century, all of the trees were gone. So the inhabitants were cutting down and using the trees probably for heating or cooking uh, faster than they could regrow. So now there are efforts to uh, make the make the island a lush forest again. But whenever you see pictures, you'll probably notice like, where are the trees? Okay. Next one. Uh, this is a park in Argentina called El Chalten. And they have options from, you know, just camping. So budget up to a very fancy lodge. So that's why this one's called the Lux Park Perks. Uh, the town itself only has about 400 inhabitants living in it, even though it is such a famous place uh, to start and go do different hikes. In the picture, you have Mount Fitzroy. You also have the Perito Marino Glacier, which you can go see. Um, and so this is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Um, if you're curious about what UNESCO World Heritage is, there's another stream on that. Or you can go to their website and um, check out which locations are in your own country. All right, let's see here. So an interesting fact about this location, it's on the border between Chile and Argentina. And there was a bit of a dispute about who owned this land until maybe the 1980s. Um, and so this, there was never a war, but it was always kind of a bit tense between the countries over this part of the land. And so what happened is that in 1985, um, a group of settlers came and decided to create a new city and they all came from Argentina. Um, so this was then, um, yeah, this then became an Argentinian city populated by young Argentinian people. Um, the Fitzroy Mountain is called that, the one in the picture for a British officer who spent a lot of time around Patagonia, which is this mountainous region between Chile and Argentina and Tierra del Fuego, which is the very southernmost part 
of Patagonia. And I will be going there as well on my travels around South America. So I should be there maybe January or February, I would say. <laughs> Let's see. I'll let you know every time I'm streaming which country I am in and where I'm streaming to you from. All right. So the next one, a year-long party, Jamaica. So this is the third largest island in the Caribbean after Cuba and Hispaniola. So Hispaniola is shared with Dominican Republic and Haiti. And it's a year-long party this year, so it's on the 2022 list because they're having their 60th independence anniversary. Um, so really, this the biggest party was in August when they had um, their independence after three centuries of British rule in August 1962. It still remains part of the Commonwealth, and they recognize the Queen as the head of state, and they even still have a lot of British laws. Um, but this is going to be a time when around the country they are yeah they are enjoying celebrating independence from britain as many many countries do i think actually one of the most shared holidays in the world um are countries celebrating independence from britain so very interesting um all right let's keep going So this one, I hadn't, I don't think I'd really heard of this one before, Lower Zambezi National Park. So it's a UNESCO World Heritage Site as well. Um, and it was previously a private sanctuary of the president up until 1983. And because of this, it kept um, really pristine. It didn't have all these, these safari cars and tourists coming through. The wilderness was really protected well. And so that's one of the reasons that it has such an amazing um, concentration or amount, high amount of wildlife. So if you want to go see somewhere that's a little bit off the beaten path compared to maybe some of the other safari destinations, this sounds like a wonderful, wonderful one to go check out. You can go see all the big animals like elephants in the picture, hippos, leopards, lions, water buffalo, all those animals in great density. Let's see here. And Florentino says Iguazu in Brazil is stunning. Absolutely. Yeah, I did a um I did a stream on waterfalls last week and I talk about Iguazu in that. So um I was there about 10 years ago and it's I think it's actually really important to go on the Brazil side, but also on the Argentina side to get different experiences. So I think it was the Brazil side you have a better view of the falls and the Argentina side, you're kind of up on top. It could be the other way around. Let me know, Florentino, if that's right. Um, and then, of course, you can yeah visit the Tres Fronteras, the three borders of those countries. All right, let's keep going. We have two more places and then actually maybe one more and then we'll see which one you want to go visit. Okay, so I left, I had to include one from Canada, of course. Um, this is a place I've been many, many times. Um, I've had some family who lived out there. It's a part of west, the west coast of Vancouver Island, so on the west coast of Canada, called Tofino. So this is a former fishing village, um, and it's an indigenous community still today. 
it's part of uh, it's a UNESCO biosphere reserve and um, you can do all sorts of activities here so it's not just a beach destination for the summer uh, you can go and see wildlife year-round go hiking surfing uh, and people even go here in the winter time to go storm watching so you're out on the exposed Pacific coast. And it's a great place to visit for a few reasons. Um, in the town, they've banned all franchise operations. So you won't see a McDonald's or a whatever other chain restaurant. Everything is very, very local. And that's the kind of experience they want to give people. Um, a recent attraction they they opened to is a floating sauna so you can actually go out and go to a sauna out on the water but if you want to go surfing in Canada this is pretty much the place to go uh, we don't have a ton of surfing um, but this is one that you can go to okay so what do you think which of these five would you like to visit next the Rapa Nui or Easter Island El Chalten uh, Jamaica Lower Zambezi or Tofino and yeah, Hakim, you're right. It rains a lot, a lot in Tofino. Actually, in the summer, it rains, I think, more than any other time of year. So if you're going for just a nice sit on the beach vacation, it's probably not your place. It's more of like an adventure beach, I would say. <laughs> um, but it's yeah, it's a nice place to go. I would recommend if you wanted to visit Tofino to rent a car. Um, usually you would get there, maybe you'd come into Vancouver first, and then you could rent a car and take the ferry over to Vancouver Island. That's where I grew up. Um, and there's some beautiful places to check out. Um, you can also fly from Vancouver. And that is incredible because usually you fly right along the coast of Vancouver Island. Uh, and so you get a really beautiful view as long as the weather's good. Um, the whole way. So that's really fantastic. Um, other people saying the Zambezi National Park. Yes, I would love to go there too, especially since, um, yeah, apparently it's been kind of untouched by tourism anyways, as long as the other parks. So you probably have a better chance of seeing wildlife. Lots of places to see in the world. So hopefully I've inspired you to maybe add a couple more spots to your list. I know whenever I read these sort of articles, I just end up adding more and more to my list. I'll show you what my Google Maps looks like. It is crazy. I always, whenever I hear of a new place, I just um, mark it. Let me see if it's loading. All right. So you can see all these little stars I have on my map here. So right now in Panama, and then recommendations people have given for Colombia, <laughs> and just making my way down. So yeah, my trip, I'm going to be heading south first, down to the southern tip of South America, and then make my way back up. So I hope to see you again here at another stream. Um, I might have another one this week, I think so. And then next week I will be streaming to you from Columbia. So it was great to have you here. I hope you have a good rest of your day and yeah, keep traveling, have fun. Talk to you soon. Bye.